Hello and welcome to the Simmons & Simmons podcast dedicated to international insurance. My name is Olivia Darlington and I'm a managing associate in the insurance and construction team based in Dubai. The aim of this podcast is to introduce in short, easily digestible episodes a range of topics of interest to those working on international insurance and reinsurance matters, including in the Middle East. Today, I am joined by Emily Monasteriotis, a partner who specialises in contentious construction and the head of our UK dispute resolution department. Emily and I are going to discuss the fire and life safety regime in the UAE and the impact it has on construction professionals and their insurers. And we will also draw some comparisons with the position in the UK. In particular, we are going to focus on exposure to what I will refer to for ease as cladding claims arising out of fires of the type that occurred at the Address Hotel in downtown Dubai and Grenfell Tower in London. Hi, Emily. How are you? Really well, Olivia. Thank you. I can't wait to actually be able to come to Dubai and see you at some point in the future. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, here's hoping. Um, Thanks for joining me today. Um, So to kick off, for the benefit of those who may not be familiar with it, can you just tell us about the Grenfell Tower tragedy and what the current state of play is on fire and life safety issues in the UK? Um, I appreciate that is a huge topic, um, but just in a nutshell. Yeah, in a nutshell. Um, following the, the tragic events at the Grenfell Tower in London, where 72 people lost their lives in a fire um, in June 2017, the spotlight has been on legal and regulatory reform in fire and life safety in the UK. And these reforms have obviously had and continue to have a significant impact on the construction and property industries and their insurers, for some in in crippling proportions. Now, what Grenfell did is that it brought into sharp focus the inadequacy in the UK legal regime of the building safety, principally the provisions of approved document B. A change in the law brought in the late uh, 2018 has banned the use now of combustible material in the external walls of buildings. And There has also been a huge surge in claims against construction professionals in the UK involving combustible cladding on buildings, particularly cladding systems which include aluminium composite materials and high pressure laminates. Now, these claims stem from the government's requirement for combustible cladding systems to be removed from all buildings over 18 metres in the UK, whilst the government has recently committed billions of pounds to fund the upfront cost of such remediation works. It has asked owners and leaseholders who receive government funds to take reasonable steps to make recovery claim against third parties in order to repay the funds. Now, that funding is also only for buildings over 18 metres. Lower buildings may also have fire safety defects which require remediation. So, therefore, we're expecting disputes over the cost of cladding and other remediation works required to make buildings safe to continue. Um, I'm not sure how that actually compares with the position in the UAE, but that's the position in the UK. Thanks, Emily. Yeah, I mean, the the position here is very different from that. Um, In terms of the legal framework, the law on fire and life safety is governed by the UAE Fire and Life Safety Code, which is extremely prescriptive and is based on um, the international standards such as the NFPA and the IBC. It is um, much more prescriptive, for example, than approved document B um, in the UK. So um, 
The UAE was ahead of the game in terms of changes in the law to protect against FLS issues. Following a spate of fires in 2012, they introduced a revision to the code which banned the use of foam plastic or LDPE insulation in the course of ACM cladding panels. Um, and also that brought in stringent testing requirements for those cladding panels. Um, that revision applied to any new approvals by the Civil Defence on or after the 1st of September 2012 and all cladding installations after 1st of April 2013, so well before the, um, the Grenfell Tower tragedy took place. So, so, Liv, does that mean, in theory, that the risk of cladding claims in the UAE in buildings constructed after this time should be hugely reduced or even eliminated, obviously provided that the code has been followed? Well, in theory, yes. Um, but in practice, experience would suggest that that may not be the case. Um, the reason I say that is that there is a common, in my view, misconception out here that the code is issued as guidance only and that a fire and life safety strategy is an unnecessary expense. In practice, companies may operate in this way and continue to do so in order to remain competitive in the market, which is obviously a big problem here. Um, in reality, the, the code has mandatory provisions, one of which is the ban on foam plastic insulation that I've already mentioned. And the code specifically states that it contains minimum requirements and it is the consultant's responsibility also to refer to international standards as necessary. Um, so just... Sorry, did you want to? Um, yeah, I was just, there, yeah, yeah, I was just going to um, ask you about specifically about cladding on historic projects and how the UAE is dealing with those. Yeah, um, the legacy of buildings with combustible cladding constructed before standards were changed is a big problem. Um, the UAE code is not retrospective and there is currently no formal legal requirement to remove cladding panels that don't comply with the code. The address fire is, is obviously a case in point. The address was built before any UAE code came into place and was constructed with ACM cladding panels, which had a foam plastic core. Um, as the changes in law that have been made, uh, that were made initially in 2012-13 were not retrospective, um, there was, was no obligation for those panels to be replaced. Um, that said, some building owners are taking combustible cladding down of their own volition. And recently, the Sharjah municipality has vowed to ensure that combustible cladding on 150 buildings in that emirate are replaced. Um, it's not currently clear whether, whether other emirates will follow suit. Um, in terms of the claims landscape, due to the fact that there is currently no formal requirement for combustible cladding to be removed, we are seeing fewer claims in the UAE than in the UK. Um, but there is ongoing litigation in respect to the address, um, which we expect may shape the future of claims in this area in the region. And I anticipate that due to the sheer number of buildings with combustible cladding on here, and therefore the likelihood of future fires, it is almost inevitable that there will be an increase in claims at some point. Um, the other thing to mention is that where owners are replacing the cladding after a fire, they may subsequently look to professionals and there may well be an increase in subrogated claims against construction professionals by property insurers who have indemnified building owners for damage following a fire. 
Great. Thank you very much, Olivia. Good to speak to you today. Thank you, Emily.